for the first down and still on his feet. RG3 is going to outrace everybody. Roethlisberger looks, crosser, grab, he caught it, fights to the goal line, breaks the plane, touchdown Pittsburgh! That might win them the division! And the handoff to Tomlinson, left side, and he will gallop into the end zone! Charger fans are witnesses to history! Hey man, we are live. Welcome in, ladies and gents. Hopefully, um... Some of you tuned in on the brand new YouTube live streaming that we got going, and don't get it uh, don't get it twisted. We're still on Twitch too, so don't panic. Um, if you got your if you've been a true diehard fan of the Blitz and you got the notifications on and you got it all set up on Twitch, don't stress, man. You can you can just get it both ways now. So, but yeah, we're in here doing the. Uh, NFC offseason recap or free agency recap at least before the pre before the draft and I'm joined by my fellow my fellow blitz member Mr. Mitchell McDonald man how you been it's first it's our first run together through just us man Oh yeah, this is first for everything. I mean, Jaden and Tyler have even gotten one together on their own. Now it's time for us. We've got to show them how it's done. Just like Jaden did in that mock draft a few minutes ago with the uh, collaboration one with a few other podcasts. Yeah, man. Uh, Jaden's currently... Yeah, we're kind of stealing some of the viewers over there. But um, <laughs> yeah, Jaden's currently working on a mock draft collab with a couple other Instagram pages. And he's... Killing the game, to say the least. I won't. I won't throw any insults out there to <laughs> other Instagram platforms or so we have football reporting Instagram pages. But yeah, Jaden's killing the fucking game right now. But we're about to kill this NFC episode we got right here. So yeah, we had our AFC episode run two hours yesterday. So pretty wild. Shorter than expected, still though. Yeah. Yeah. I expected that to be like a four-hour special. I know. That's the truth. And by the time we got to um, the Broncos, the Raiders, like, we were just rattling it off. So, we got a we got a common theme back-to-back -back nights. Looks like your box is doing a little dance, too. So, but we'll get that, we'll get that situated, you know, as we move. But... It'll all work out. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, yep, streaming live on... Uh, YouTube and Twitch right now, so how about we get started, man? Do it. All right, so how this is going to work, if you didn't catch the uh, AFC free agency breakdown on Twitch yesterday, um, what we're going to do is we're going to go over each um, division, and we're going to go through each team, and we're both going to give a grade on what they've done in the offseason so far, whether it be trades, free agencies, extensions, uh, contracts, renewals, whatever it be, and we'll each give a grade, and then we'll also, uh, if we have time for it, give a dark horse off season and an overrated off season from each of us. So, but, dude, before we hop into that, let's uh break a little news here. I mean, I guess it's a little late, but Bruce Arians has stepped down from his position as the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This comes. Merely a few weeks after Tom Brady announced that he's going to be back in Tampa Bay. 
And then shortly afterward, Schefter announced that it was it Schefter that announced Bowles' contract. Yes, he did. Gotcha. The five year. Yeah. Yeah, they're getting Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator and former head coach for the New York Jets, a five-year extension to be their head coach, which I, I'm i not feeling too great about it. How about you? I mean, like, I'm with you. I would have rather have seen Leftwich get, like, a one- or two-year kind of prove-it show you can be a head coach deal. But Bowles is proven. He... Managed to get the Jets to a 10 and 6 season at one point, which is the equivalent to a Super Bowl in most people's eyes. So he's one of those veteran coaches out there that you know is not going to like completely let the season fall apart in your hands. But whether or not he has the proven track record of, well, deserving five years over Byron left, which yet to be seen, but he's got all the weapons at his disposal to try to prove it now. Yeah. I mean, he's been, I mean, it would be hard to say he hasn't been a phenomenal defensive coordinator in Tampa Bay. I mean, he really has that defense operating on a high level. Uh, We'll see how it goes this year. But now as the head coach, you know, he's got full reign. But I definitely would have loved to see Byron Lefwich step into that role instead. Uh, We know, I get it, Bowles has the experience, but... Give Leftwich a chance. I mean, Tom Brady was glowing about him. And, I mean, Tom Brady's coming back this year. So why not promote the guy that he loves, you know, and get some new blood in there. I mean, what he was able to do with the offense, fantastic. And a lot of that, got to give credit to Tom Brady. But, I mean, if he's talking that highly of Byron Leftwich, then obviously he deserves a head coaching job in this NFL. You know, so... Weird to see that Bowles gets, I mean, not. it's pretty much expected, I guess. It's not weird because he was still in conversations for head coaching jobs this offseason, but the five years is yeah a bit head-turning. Yeah, 100%. And are they, like, locked into that? Like, I was looking at Kingsbury's extension earlier. Like, you can just fire him after two years. I mean, maybe. I didn't see any guaranteed money. I haven't looked into the details other than five years. Yeah, I don't know how. That's still relatively new. Coaching contracts work, you know. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it remains to be seen how (laughs) Todd Bowles works out in Tampa Bay. But it'll be fun to watch as we go into the season. And Bruce Arians, see you later, man. Solid career. Still going to the front office. He'll still have plenty to say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is stepping into a uh, front office role for the Buccaneers now, which we'll see how it goes, you know? And that's, ooh, Jacob McLaren hits us with a Go Ravens comment. I think that's the second time I've seen just a random Go Ravens. Um, We covered your Ravens yesterday, man. Come on. You miss out? We are a Maryland-based podcast, so you got to expect it. Yeah, for sure. I like well, there are, there's some former Ravens coming in here. Yeah, very true. <laughs> that we're going to discuss and finding new homes and all that jolly good stuff. So, oh, it's okay, Jacob. We appreciate you hopping in here, man. Welcome on the brand new YouTube, you know? So, all right, let's dive into it now that we got the Arians news out of the way. And the first NFC division that we are going to cover is the NFC North. And we start with 
no other than the Green Bay Packers, who have probably been the team, well, not probably, definitely been the team most in the news uh, as far as free agency goes when it comes to the NFC, for sure. So let's dive into it, man. All right. So we were wondering where Aaron Rodgers was going to go, and he is headed back to Green Bay. He is on a three-year, $150 million extension, which at the time was, well, still at the time, it's, well, no, Deshaun Watson's contract was more. But at the time, it was the highest paid NFL quarterback in NFL history, but still a shit ton of money, man. Um, Signs that three-year, $150 million extension through 2026. So he's locked into Green Bay. And they also brought back outside linebacker Preston Smith, who's done phenomenal for them. I believe Mississippi State alum. Uh, four years, $52 million extension to stay in Green Bay. Uh, they also brought back Devontre Campbell, outside linebacker, on a five-year, $50 million extension. Uh, and then they signed Chicago Bears punter, which is wild, moving from the Bears to the Green Bay. But, um, yeah, they signed Chicago Bears punter Pat O'Donnell to a two-year, $4 million deal. They re-signed Robert Tanyan to a one-year deal. Uh, they... Do sign Russell Douglas to a three-year, $21 million deal. And they sign Jerron Reed, defensive tackle from Kansas City, on a one-year, $3.5 million deal. And then we move to the departure side, which is pretty heavy. Um, You got Devontae Adams, who they shipped off to Las Vegas, like we talked about yesterday. Uh, In return, the Packers got a 2022 2022 this year's uh, 22nd overall draft pick and the 53rd overall draft pick. Um, And then they say goodbye to Marques Valdez-Scantling, MBS, uh, to Kansas City, three years, 30 mil. Uh, They say goodbye to Zadarius Smith, who we'll talk about his new team in a second. Uh, They say goodbye to Lucas Patrick, their guard on a two-year, $8 million deal to Chicago. And Kevin King is no longer a Packer right now. Um, they could still potentially re-sign him, but... That might be for the best, though. I know. Well, <laughs> if Eli Apple can get a new contract, Kevin King should be able to get a new contract, man. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. That's my personal <laughs> opinion. <laughs> but, I feel like most of Eli Apple's hate is because he is just a complete Twitter troll, and everybody looks for those negative moments. Yeah. True, true. All right, we'll tap into a grade for the Green Bay Packers. And how about you lead us off, man? What you got? Well, I initially looking at it, you look at the additions and the losses, and you just see Devontae Adams, MVS, and Zadari Smith as a loss. But honestly, I'm going to put this as probably a B plus because – it might sound high, but Devontae was going to go regardless at this point. They were not going to be able to give him the money they wanted. Well, he wanted. And they still got a first-round pick out of it. And one of the deepest receiver classes we've seen in a while. There's a lot of talent to try to replace him now. Zadari Smith, hard to replace. They're probably not going to be able to replace him right off the bat. But they re-signed Preston Smith and Devontae Campbell. So they still solidify that front. And Aaron Rodgers, at the moment... 
he is still the best quarterback in the NFL, and he's going to be an impact player into his 40s at this point by the looks of it. Based on what we saw from Jordan Love last year, that experiment, not ready to take flight yet. And at this point, it's starting to look like a wasted first-round draft pick because nobody is in the market for a quarterback right now. I know you guys talked about it a little yesterday with Baker. Nobody really wants him at this point. Same thing with Jordan Love. Even though he is kind of unproven, unlike Baker, no one wants him at this mm-hmm. moment. And probably one of the sneakier signing, well, re-signings is Rasul Douglas. He managed to break out last year. They managed to get him for three years for under $10 million. It's a little bit of a gamble because it was one season worth of actual production. But if you snag him for the next three years for under $10 million and he plays like he did last year, you come out of this looking like a genius. Yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely love the Rasul Douglas as well. Um, what do you What do you think of your grade, man? B plus, B plus, B plus, just below an A because I think they managed to get as much as they could out of Devonte, considering the contract that was going to be attached to him and that he was not going to play under the franchise tag. Right. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Um, what would I go here? So I love the Rasul Douglas, like you said, uh, three years, twenty-one mil. I honestly didn't expect them to pay him with the contracts that they had to pay, but. Smart. I mean, guys like MBS. I mean, three years, thirty million for Marquez Valdez. That's pretty disposable. Yeah, that's a lot. (laughs) You know, might as well ditch out on that. And Devontae Adams, what are you gonna do? I mean, you didn't have the money to give him anything else besides the tag. And they got a they got the twenty second overall pick out of it. So now they got two first round picks, and they're set up pretty nice. Uh, My only concern is who's in that wide receiver room now, man. I mean, you got Alan Lazard. Randall Cobb, and that's it. <laughs> You're definitely looking to try to like trade up to that Wilson, London, Jameson, Williams territory, I think, because those are the definite alphas. But if you're leaving it up to the draft, you might not be happy with the results. Yeah, very true. Um, but, yeah, you give Aaron Rodgers, I mean, obviously, got to pay the man. He's the best, and bringing them back was huge. Um, they were going to be in a real hole if he was gone, and you didn't really—you had to let those guys go. And Preston Smith and Devondre Campbell are just younger versions of Zadarius Smith, especially Preston Smith, because he's basically built the same way. So I'm going to go ahead and give this, assuming that they would draft a wide receiver, I'll go ahead and give this a um, a B plus as well. I like I like the B plus. I can sit with that. All right, so we got a B-plus on the consensus for the Packers. So let's move on to our next team in the division, and that is Tyler North's very own Minnesota Vikings. So what they did in the offseason was, and they sneakily did this, What wasn't it on the day of uh, Tom Brady's retire or him coming back from retirement or – it was a big Pretty news sure, day. Yeah. Yeah. It was a big news this day. This kind of just slipped right under the rug. Right. Pretend like they didn't just give Kirk Cousins a ton more money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yo, what's up? Uh, I'm pretty sure that's John Michael, who just commented, go birds, which we'll get into the birds <laughs> in a little bit, man. But welcome in, John Michael. We got, a, we got a lot of people on YouTube. That's what I'm talking about. We got a lot of bird fans, too. Yeah. No, that's 100%. <laughs> a shit ton of them down here, too. 
But, all right, so the Vikings, like I said, they kind of, or like we were talking about, they slid that Kirk Cousins signing under the rug, um, kind of went unmonitored uh, under the radar, if you will. Um, but, yeah, they gave him a one-year, $35 million extension through 2023. So he's got a contract for this coming season and the next season. Um, you're right, Zadarius should have been a Raven, bro. But fuck him. If he if he don't wanna if he don't wanna show up, man, that's what it is. That's <laughs> what it is. No problem. Hopefully, uh, Patrick Queen could step up in a big way. Maybe move him outside. Maybe. Mm. <laughs> but um. But yeah. So they gave Kirk Cousins an extension, which I'm cool with, I guess. But we'll get into the analysis. Uh, they also bring in defensive tackle Harrison Phillips from Buffalo on a three-year, $19.5 million deal. Uh, they also bring in inside linebacker Jordan Hicks um, from Arizona, two years, $10 million. And they brought in Z, Zadarius Smith, outside linebacker uh, from Green Bay, obviously, three-year, $42 million bucks. And it was just announced a couple hours ago that they're bringing back Patrick Peterson, one of the best cornerbacks of our lifetime, uh, one year, four million dollars. I mean, that's 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 not a bad statement. That's definitely factual. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's, for he's still quality for a yeah. vet and really cheap. Yeah, he's. You're basically buying the football knowledge at this point, you know. Um, but on the departure side for the Vikings. They said goodbye to Michael Pierce, defensive tackle, who's now in Baltimore on a three-year, $16.5 million deal. Uh, they said goodbye to Tyler Conklin, went to the Jets on a three-year deal. Um, said goodbye to Mason Cole, their center, went to Pittsburgh on a three-year deal. Uh, they said adios to Xavier Woods, safety. He went to Carolina on a three-year deal. And they have yet to re-sign Anthony Barr, Sheldon Richardson, and Everson Griffin, and it's not expected that they're going to re-sign those guys. So, all right, I guess I'll go ahead and give my um my grade first. I'm going to give this a C plus, I guess. Like, and don't take that as like, oh my god, this is a shitty off season. Like, it's just average. A little above average. Like, people hate the idea of giving Kirk Cousins more money, but you know how hard it is to find a good quarterback in the NFL? It's it's really yeah. hard, man. Like, yeah, just look at this offseason and everybody scrambling over top of each other to trade for a quarterback, you know? Everybody's looking for their QB, and Kirk Cousins has been a lot better in Minnesota than a lot of people think. So I like him returning. Um, Harrison Phillips, solid signing. Um, and obviously, Zadarius Smith is going to pick up the slack on the defensive side. But overall, pretty underwhelming. A little over average. I'll give it a C plus. What you got? I kind of like what they did because Kirk, he just coming off a Pro Bowl season. You mm -hmm. still got two good receivers. Granted, Thielen's timeline's pretty limited. This kind of seems like they're trying to bridge the way to either making one of these big splash trades or trying to develop a quarterback underneath of Kirk Cousins for this remainder of his contract, 
because he's going to have the weapons when he comes in, whoever this next guy is. And then you look at the departures, Sheldon Richardson, they replace him with Harrison Phillips almost immediately. Plug and play at that point. Everson Griffin, realistically, he might not have even come back even if he was coming, like, had another year on the deal he after what happened towards the end of that season. football again, you know. Probably not. Yeah. And then you replace him with Darius Smith as a pass rusher, which is a very fair upgrade at this point in Griffin's career. So you have the pass rush available. Woods kind of, mm, okay, missed that. Uh, he's a solid safety. You can find solid safeties in the later rounds of this draft. Pierce, that one's probably going to hurt more because you're losing both of those inside guys. But you do get Phillips back, kind of patches it a little. And Pat Pete coming back, along with Hicks replacing Barr, could be huge. Uh, I, I like that they finally bought in on good pass rushing with Smith. I'm going to give it probably I'm between B- minus and B because I'd be very content with this if I were a Vikings fan. Because Kirk showed out last year, you have to pay him, and he's not making the forty plus million that you would be paying someone else at this point. So I'm probably going to stick with a B, just because they they're still pretty high up in the class, and they can patch a hole. Well, twelfth overall, they can find a good corner at that point in the draft, or if maybe uh, Kyle Hamilton. I doubt he falls past eleven to Washington, but Stingley. if he were to fall, that would more than make up. For Woods being gone. Stingley, too, yeah. That one would be massive for them. Him and Pat Pete together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we um we were talking about in the Blitz group chat earlier how Derek Stingley and Mike Tannenbaum's new mock draft, which, take that with a grain of salt, but he has Stingley going as the fourth corner off the board now. Why did you sit on your fucking hands the last two years in college, bro. Like, oh, I'm a first-round pick. Ain't no problem. Top 10. You know what it is. You know what? Fuck the combine. Just skipping that shit. I know I'm so good. Yeah, bro. Watch those three corners get drafted before you and you drop to 25 and you're making, I don't know, $15 million less than you would have if you, I don't know, tried at all. I don't know. It's an amazing concept. He might, he might still get it just off of pure talent if someone like Atlanta takes him at eight, like Jaden had predicted in our mock draft. But it's slipping. Mm-hmm. He's holding on by a thread. Yeah. But he could potentially fall to the Vikings, but we'll see. But, yeah, I can't argue with your B. Um, I'm going to stick with my C+. Plus. Uh, but on the, compared to a lot of the other off-seasons for these teams, I mean, you got your quarterback and – you made the splash shining with Zedarius Smith. So, got to like it if you're a Vikings fan. All right, let's move on to the next team in the division, and that is the Chicago Bears. So, on the additions side, they brought in guard Lucas Patrick from Green Bay, two years, $8 million. Uh, They brought in Byron Pringle, wide receiver from Kansas City, on a one-year, $4.25 million deal. Uh, they bring in Justin Jones, defensive tackle from yours truly, the Chargers, on a two-year, $12 million deal. And they bring in Trevor Simeon to back up Mr. Justin Fields after Andy Dalton signs with New Orleans um, on a two-year, $4 million deal. And then on the departure side, pretty heavy, man. I mean, 
They say goodbye to Tariq Cohen. They cut him. Uh, defensive tackle Eddie Goldman. They cut him. They traded their big-time guy in Khalil Mack uh, to the Chargers. They got in return the 48th overall pick this year and the sixth-round pick next year. Uh, they cut Danny Trebathan, linebacker. Um, got rid of Akeem Hicks. He may return, but we'll see. Um, got rid of Allen Robinson. He ends up going to L.A. on a three-year, $46.5 million deal. And they say adios to guard James Daniels, who's on his way to Pittsburgh on a three-year deal. And then, good Lord, it just doesn't fucking stop. It's just never-ending for them. I know, man. (laughs) Uh, They got rid of Jakeem Grant, ends up going to Cleveland on a three-year deal. Bilal Nichols, uh, defensive tackle. Two years, eight and a half mil to Vegas. Uh, like I said, adios to Andy Dalton. And we mentioned earlier, they got rid of their punter, Pat O'Donnell. So, after reading that heavy fucking list of departures, which you got as your grade, man? No hesitation, F. This, wow. this was bad. They lost so many people. Khalil Mack, you get his aging, it's a huge contract, but you hope to get a first out of him, and they didn't. Akeem Hicks, probably going to walk. He's probably right in the middle of his prime right now. He's going to get a good contract. Difference maker on the defense, gone, more more than likely. Allen Robinson, pretty much your only real receiving target outside of Mooney and their endless list of tight ends, (laughs) gone. That's Hurts because you have a rookie quarterback. James Daniel, gone, not protecting your rookie quarterback. Jakeem Grant produces in three phases of the game, punt return, kick return, receiving. He showed out towards the end of last year, gone. Goldman, probably gone. Trevathan, probably gone. And then you pick up Lucas Patrick, is okay, I guess, but he's not James Daniels. Byron Pringle, who is probably nothing without Patrick Mahomes, honestly. <laughs> Justin Jones, who I like personally, but he's not Akeem Hicks, and he's not Eddie Goldman, and he's probably a little overpaid for what they're doing, and Simeon is just, in case Fields inevitably gets hurt behind this horrendous offensive line. You, there's no real improvement. There's not a single thing I can say they did better at than what they lost, and they lost pro bowlers in the departures there's there's nothing they gain from this at all yeah this is total rebuild um so you got an f and i mean they just brought in ryan pace and no not ryan pace um yeah i I got my ryan's mixed up but um (laughs) but yeah you got the new gm there new head coach so they're going full rebuild here and it's very obvious um i'm gonna go ahead and give them D, uh, just because they didn't have to. F seems harsh. <laughs> yeah, F is very harsh. Um, the only notable signing on here is Byron Pringle. Um, I think you're not giving him enough credit. Like when it wasn't Tyreek Hill, it was Byron Pringle was the most reliable target for Kansas City out outside of Travis Kelsey. Um, but was it Patrick Mahomes making him look a little better and Tyreek and Kelsey taking away the attention? Well, why does Miko Hardman and Demarcus Robinson, why did they suck? You know? Well, Hardman can't catch. Yeah. 
Yeah, true. He bobbles more balls than James Charles does. But Byron Pringle doesn't bobble those balls. Anyway, <laughs> I'm kind of a fan, but you say goodbye to basically the core that's been hanging around for a significant amount of time for them, Um, obviously in rebuild, like I said. So the one thing that I'll give them credit for and is why I'm giving them a D is because they did not have to eat any of Mac's contract. Um, I know you didn't get a lot in return on the trade, but Khalil Mack hasn't had a double-digit sack season in three years. So you're paying that guy $30 million. Six games last year? Yeah. Or seven games and had six sacks. Yeah, I know. He was productive. Jaden told me that yesterday. They had to to finish his signing bonus, too, because signing bonus, the team that signed him had to pick up on. Other than that... They couldn't, well, I guess they could technically afford to pay him, but they obviously wanted to start fresh. Yeah. I mean, getting that contract off the books, he didn't belong in Chicago to begin with, in my opinion. So, yeah, I, I'll give them credit for that, but and you ha- but you have no wide receiver core. They must have a lot of fucking yeah. faith in Darnell Mooney. And, I mean, and Byron Brinkle. Yeah. And we saw, <laughs> is it. Anthony Miller there? Or did he get traded? I think he's still there. Yeah, I'm not uh, he even could sure. have been gone after last. No, he was still there this past season. He just did nothing. He underwhelmed. Yeah. So they have okay, like they have a lot of tight ends, but what are you going to do with ten tight ends? Right. They went into camp last year with ten. <laughs> Classic Chicago. But yeah, I'll go ahead and give him a D. I'll give him a little credit for the handling of Max contract, but and. Also, recognizing the fact that this team needs a rebuild, you know, it's going to suck for Justin Fields, but yeah, I'll slap a D on the Chicago Bears. All right, so consensus low rankings for the Chicago Bears, so let's move on. Speaking of low ranking teams, uh, we got the Detroit Lions coming up next here to round out the division, and on the addition side for them. They bring in uh, or they re-sign Josh Reynolds, wide receiver, to a two-year, $6 million extension who had flashes of good stuff this past year. Um, And then they give safety Tracy Walker, three-year, $25 million extension, and he was one of the highlights of that defense once Okuda was out for the year. Um, Then you bring in DJ Chark, wide receiver from Jacksonville, on a one-year, $10 million deal. Uh, they bring in defensive end, or they re-sign defensive end Charles Harris on a two-year, $13 million deal. And then they sign cornerback Mike Hughes uh, from Kansas City, one year, $2.25 million. And then on the departure side, they say goodbye to outside linebacker Jalen Reeves-Maben. He ends up in Houston on a two-year deal, $7.5 million. And they cut defensive end Trey Flowers, and he has yet to show up yet. Yeah, we got a Giants report today, Jacob. Yeah, man. Um, we got the NFC East right up next, man. NFC Beast, you know. You know, the Commanders Conference is just the best in football, you know. NFC Beast shit. Historic, I'll give you that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that rounds out the Lions. Um, what you got as your, your grade, man? I actually like what they did. Because Reynolds and Chark were almost necessary. And Chark was kind of a steal considering Christian Kirk's making about $20 million a year. And he's probably the equivalent to Christian Kirk. 
giving them any weapons on offense other than just Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Hawkinson is huge. Walker's a sneaky re-signing. Hughes, he could be pretty valuable. He was solid for KC here and there. And they definitely need cornerback help. Trey Flowers, more than likely gone, I feel like, with one of those early picks. They're probably going to draft edge. But overall, I see a lot of positives. It's not a big splash, no big signing, but a lot of sneaky good stuff coming from Detroit. I'm, I can't say anything more than a B, so I'm going to stick with a B just because there's nothing that pops out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll go ahead and give hmm, – let me walk through this first. Um, Josh Reynolds, you put him beside uh, – you bring back Josh Reynolds and you bring back DJ Chark and put them beside um, St. Brown. I mean, Amon Ra, he's been saucing it up. That's actually a – compared to what – Going into last well, year. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is a really solid core now. Um, and Jared Goff, he can he can still sling it. Like, I – I feel like a lot of people throw golf under the bus a little too early. I mean, he's definitely not. He's a the... competent game manager. Yeah. I feel like that's what he is at this point. <laughs> that's the nicest. That. Yeah, that's the nicest way to put it. But, yeah, I mean, they didn't really – they just added, you know, really, besides Trey Flowers. Um, Jalen Reeves-Maven was kind of a factor on that defense last year. But they re-signed Tracy Walker, uh, Charles Harris, bring in Mike Hughes. Um and like you said, DJ Chark, really solid. Um, he got injured last year, so didn't really get to show it. But year before, he was balling out. So I like it. I'll go ahead and give it a yeah. I'll give it a B. Yeah, I'll stick with a B for sure. All right. I'm pretty sure Chark's contract was in the heat of all those massive ones too. So that's even more surprising that they got that. Mm-hmm. It's on that uh, one-year injury prove-it deal. But, dude, DJ Chark, one year, $10 million. Juju Smith-Schuster, one year, $3 million. With incentives. True, yeah. With incentives to boost it up. Yeah, that's true. I I told you guys, I remember (laughs) saying that Juju wasn't going to make any money. Um, And he's probably, I mean... Actually, we were talking about it yesterday. I predict a big season for Juju. Possibly, hot take, over 1,000 yards receiving and double-digit touchdowns. So, Depends on who's their other receiver they draft because they have mm-hmm. to draft one or trade for one at this point. Yeah, exactly. Nicole's not going to cut it. So, All right. Let's move on to the NFC Beast. And in case you don't know what that is, that's the NFC East. And... They're not a beast conference. They fucking suck. They used to be the best conference in football, but really been struggling. But anyway, we start with the Dallas Cowboys. And on the addition side, uh, early on, they franchise tag Dalton Schultz, which everyone thought that was a curious move. But the price tag was so low on a franchise tag for a tight end this year. Uh, that's why we saw Njoku get a tight end t- or a franchise tag, too. And Jaseki got the franchise tag. It was just so low. Might as well. Um, and then they brought Michael Gallup back on a five-year, $57.5 million deal. And he's signed through 2026 now. He'll be 31 when his deal expires. Which So he's there for the long haul. Um, they also give Demarcus Lawrence a three-year, $40 million extension. Uh, been a 
cornerstone of that Dallas defense for a long time. Um, they bring in J or bring back safety J. Ron Curse, two years, ten million. Um, punter Brian Anger, three years, nine million. Um, they sign Devont or Dante Fowler, defensive end from Atlanta, one year, three million. Former Florida Gator, uh, and then they bring back Leighton Vander Esch, who's had his time with injuries man i mean he's been through it but he was kind of expected to be the next big linebacker in dallas but they just gave him a one year two million dollar deal that shows you how much it has changed how much the no belief yeah at all shows you the impression on vander esch and to round it out they bring in james washington wide receiver from pittsburgh we were talking about it yesterday me and Jaden like him a lot uh he just he was at the eh, being victim. Well, no, that's not what I want to say. At the mercy of Ben Roethlisberger, and I'm not going beyond that. <laughs> victimized by Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, I was the only person victimized. to say that. But yeah, they bring in James Washington on a one-year, one-million-dollar deal, and get ready for these departures because it's pretty heavy, man. So, Greg Zerline, Greg the Leg, ends up in. New York, New York Jets on a one-year, $2.75 million deal. Um, they dealt off Amari Cooper to Cleveland, and in return, they got a 2022 fifth and sixth round pick. And then they thought they were going to have Randy Gregory back, but apparently Jerry Jones uh, messed up the negotiations pretty, pretty hardcore, and he ends up going to Denver on a five-year, $70 million deal. Um, they say adios to wide receiver Cedric Wilson, who flashed good things at the end of last year. Um, he ends up in Miami on a three-year, $22 million deal. Um, they release Lyle Collins, who's now in Cincinnati, on a three-year, $21 million deal. Hey, what's up, Blake? Welcome in, man. Yeah, we got we're on that YouTube now, man. Oh, actually, you're on, a, you're on the Twitch, it says. So that's cool, too, man. Like I said. We, we keep it rolling on both platforms, bro. Uh, John Michael says, the Cowboys are a bunch of bums. Say with me, America. Uh, the Cowboys are a bunch of bums. Cowboys are a bunch of bums. There you go. Um, but yeah, they release Lyle Collins, and he ends up in Cincinnati on a three-year, $21 million deal. Um, Connor Williams, their guard, is headed to Miami on a two-year deal. And they cut break Jawan. Um, obviously makes sense with Dalton Schultz now. Um, Keanu Neal is, has not re-signed yet, safety, and DeMonte Casey has not re-signed either, so it's assumed that those guys are headed out of town. So, what you thinking for your grade here, man? Well, looking through it all, Schultz, he's a good weapon to have when you give up Amari Cooper for pretty much nothing just because he was such a big cap hit. Gallup, solid extension. Lawrence, solid extension. I kind of like the swap for Fowler and Gregory, considering Fowler has flashes and Gregory is getting overpaid, in my opinion. He's solid with flashes. He just doesn't consistently play well because his, his attitude on the field and off the field is kind of shaky at best. But... Some sneaky signings of Washington. I'm going to say probably a C plus if Keanu Neal and Casey are both gone. Curse is be- well coming back. He's solid, but 
losing Amari Cooper, I, I get C.D. Lamb is going to be your guy from here on out, but you need another bigger guy. You have Gallup and Washington out there. They're not necessarily, like, I guess they're going to put a lot on Schultz now, and he's going to be getting a bag next season mm-hmm. because he's the big man that they're going to use as a safety valve at this point. Not nothing popping out for me on them. They did have some huge departures, and I think it's going to hurt, especially Connor Williams is more of a sneaky one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll go ahead. I'm not going to be as harsh. I'll go ahead and give them a B plus because they have so much money on the books right now that you can only do so much, man. I mean, you just gave. I mean, Zeke has a massive contract. Uh, you just gave Dak a massive contract. So you only have so much money, even though you are the Dallas Cowboys. So considering the departures here, I like what they did. Overall, I like what they did. I think Michael Gallup, I've been singing his praises forever. I think he's going to have a great season this year. I didn't expect him to go back, but at the same time, didn't expect them to trade a Mark Cooper. But yeah, I like that move. Um, I also, James Washington slept on, man. Like he, and you talk, your thing about the big receivers, he's a big receiver. Like he can go up and get the 50-50 balls. Um, he can maul somebody. I mean, I've seen it. So I like it. And then you bring DeMarcus Lawrence back. You keep that culture, you know. And Randy Gregory, overpaid. Definitely agree with you. Um, also, I heard that Jerry Jones, the reason why the deal fell through is because he was like you might not play all of the games because if you get suspended like you have a hundred times in the past then we're not going to pay you that money i'm pretty sure you put a weed stipulation in there yeah something like contract yeah like it was which honestly (laughs) so he went to denver instead yeah true (laughs) (laughs) he went to a place where it's legal and said screw you i'm smoking weed dude I don't even know. Like, I think that contract's an L. Like, I don't... That is big. He had, what, six sacks last year? He he has flashes. That's what he is. It's a character he's flashy, problem. But... He's... Yeah. And he, like, he, he might... put the effort out there every play. He's not going to play all of the games in that contract. There's no chance. Um, just because of suspensions alone uh, set aside injuries. So... Yeah, I'll go ahead. Lyle Collins obviously hurts, but like I said, you gotta you gotta pick and choose. You know, you got some massive contracts. So, given the situation, I'll give him a B plus. All right, all right, John, John, Mister Michael. I hope you're listening because we got the Philadelphia Eagles. Fly Eagles, fly! Coming up right now. So let's dive into it, huh? All right, on the addition side. They brought in Hassan Reddick from Carolina, outside linebacker, former Arizona Cardinal, on a three-year, $45 million deal. Um, they re-signed Derek Barnett, three-year, 15 mil. Um, they cut Fletcher Cox, but then re-signed him to a one-year, $14 million deal. Uh, they signed Zach Paschal, wide receiver from Indianapolis, kind of involved in the Indianapolis offense last year. I mean, he had flashes. Uh, one year, $1.5 million. And then today, they brought back Boston Scott on a one-year, $1.75 million deal. And then Jason Kelsey, they gave him a one-year extension. He's not going to retire. He's coming back. And then on the departure side, they say goodbye to Hassan Ridgeway, 
um, who's headed to San Francisco on a one-year deal, defensive tackle, um, and then free safety, Rodney McLeod, cornerback Steven Nelson, and former Redskin, and I say Redskin because he was a Redskin when we were still the Redskins, um, Ryan Kerrigan. They have yet to re-sign those three. Um, they may return, but it's assumed to be that they are headed out of town. So I'll go ahead and give my grade here. C, straight up C, just average. Like you were able to bring back Fletcher Cox, very nice. Um, like Boston Scott is okay. Um, Hassan Reddick, yeah. I like Hassan Reddick a lot. Um, what happened? Because I thought he signed. Did they? Did Carolina cut him outright? Because he signed a big deal with Carolina. I think it was just a one year prove it. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, he took the biggest contract he could get for a year to try to get more the next. Right. Okay. But um, yeah, he's a solid player. Um, kind of led that Carolina defense for the most part. Yeah, I'll I'll slap a C on it. Maybe. I mean, they improve on the def or bring back their defensive guys, but they're saying goodbye to a little bit of their secondary. Yeah, I'll just give him a C. I'm sorry, John Michael. What you got, Mitch? <laughs> I'm probably going to say a B minus looking at it right now because, well, it can easily go up because they have three first round freaking draft picks all in the middle of the first. Steven Nelson, he's going to be pretty hard to replace because they're pretty lackluster at corner and safety with McLeod gone now. You have Slay. You just have Darius Slay. They did... I think they revamped the defensive line a little bit. Cox is there. He's just the heart and soul of that defense. Barnett is a sneaky re-signing. It took a while for him to come back. I guess nobody was really biting on what he has to offer, but he's he's a stout player on the defensive end, but not worth Brandy Gregory money, apparently, even though he can probably produce that way. <laughs> and Hassan Reddick, he is a sack machine. So I think... They did just enough to keep the defensive core together, and Pascal is, he's whatever. Yeah. He's better than J.J. Arshika Whiteside, so that's something. They didn't do anything too flashy. Kelsey coming back's huge for them. I guess they're trying to make a run this year. It's nothing flashy, nothing amazing, but Reddick is a solid signing, so I can't put him in the C category, so I'm going to do B-. minus. Okay, sweet. Yeah, I'll bump my grade up to C plus because I feel I feel bad about that. Um, I do like Hassan Reddick a lot, and comment from John Michael we got here. Reddick gonna eat. He is. Uh, we signed Scott because he cooks the Giants on the daily. Okay, I like the verbiage here, man. Wow, he's worried about the Giants. I know. <laughs> uh, this defense could be really good if we draft right, and Gannon has an actual defensive scheme oh sweet we got the guy who um headed up the mock draft on here it dropped uh two fire emojis and we got from john michael i don't like Derek. he's gonna give you one stupid penalty a game well you got you got a couple more years of that now man i'm sorry <laughs> three yeah to be exact yeah but hassan's gonna eat i like it and you put him put him with fletcher cox on that line i like it I like it. All right. So let's move on to the 
Washington Commanders. Dude, I was telling Jaden yesterday, I'm so fucking pissed because behind me here, ignore the bed, obviously it's fucked up, I'm a college student, but that is a Washington football team calendar right there, and I say that because it's football team. Uh, Brooke got it for me right before they changed the name, and I was like, oh, I mean, mm-hmm. if it's a bad name, I get to enjoy this, you know, um, but I kind of enjoy that the new Commander's branding isn't on there, but um, but yeah, so I got this, but it's too far to fucking, I got it, and I put it in the, that exact spot. See here, I'll give you a good look. I oh, yeah, in, I can see it. Yeah, I put it in that exact spot because I thought it'd be, like, cool to see during the podcast, you know, in the background. But it's got a like fucking glare. glare, and it's too far. I'm pissed. <laughs> and also, Commanders, if you're listening, drop the white and black jerseys online, you fucking cowards. I do not want to buy a burgundy jersey that looks exactly like what we've worn. Forever. Like, that looks exact. That's a copy and paste of the Washington football team, Burgundy Jersey. I want the new. We are a brand new franchise, apparently. Like, we're an expansion team. So, I want to be excited about the new fucking jerseys we have, but I can't be if you're not selling them. So, fuck you guys for that. Anyway. Phew. All right. <laughs> now that you I got that out of the way. Box, cool down a little. <laughs> yeah. Phew. Okay. Now let's dive into their offseason. <laughs> All right, so on the – ooh, I forgot um, a big trade here. Uh, but, yeah, I guess I'll start off with that. On the addition side, they bring in Mr. Commander-in-Chief Carson Wentz. So he's the new QB1 in Washington. I'm excited, and I'll get into that talk in a little bit. Um, and then on the addition side in free agency, we bring in Andrew Norwell, the guard from Jacksonville, um, almost swapping guards with Jacksonville. Um, obviously a lot like significant than Brandon Sheriff, but two years, 10 million, definitely underrated. Uh, we bring back JD McKissick after an argument with the Buffalo Bills. Um, he comes back as our backup running back, two years, 7 million. Um, we also bring back Cornelius Lucas, offensive tackle, which was huge. A lot of the fans were begging for that. Um, two years, six and a half mil. And then we bring back Cam Sims, wide receiver, one year, two and a half mil. And he showed flashes. He mossed Trayvon Diggs in the Cowboys game. And when I say moss, I mean he owns his family. Um, it was pretty serious. So it's pretty violent, if I say so myself. So does Kadarius Tony. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So on the outside who they got departing uh brandon sheriff obviously um i've been talking about it with mitchell and the rest of you guys we were ready for this we knew he wasn't going to come back but he's headed to jacksonville on a three-year 50 million dollar deal and then we say goodbye to tim settle it sucks but we got defensive tackle depth uh buffalo two years nine million um matthew nionitis same thing just didn't fit uh he's headed to carolina on one year $5.9 million deal. Uh, backup quarterback Kyle Allen is headed to Houston on a one-year, $2.5 million deal. Has an opportunity to start, honestly. Uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, that one hurts. He goes to um, the Giants on a one-year, $1 million deal. And then we cut Landon Collins. I have no issue with that. I do have a huge issue with cutting Eric Flowers. I mean, he was... Honestly, a culture guy, like a locker room guy, like he stood up for our players, stood up for Heineke, like even when he was doing super bad. And 
that really hurts. And also, he's a really good football player. And then we haven't re-signed wide receiver DeAndre Carter, who was in the Pro Bowl as a return specialist this past year. So, all right. What, uh, I guess uh, I'll hand it off to you. I'll let you go first. Okay. All right. All right. I'll go ahead first. Um, like I said, we were expecting the departure of Brandon Sheriff. We fill the gap with Andrew Norwell. Um, I'm really disappointed in us for ditching out on Eric Flowers. Um, that really sucks. But everybody else who we said goodbye to, um, DeAndre Carter, I mean, I wish he would come back. But we've got the depth in the wide receiver room. And return specialists are pretty easy to find these days. So if he ends up going, it is what it is. But And also Ricky Seals-Jones, that hurts. I know we just signed Logan Thomas to the big deal. But... I'm I'm sad to see him go because he stepped up in Logan Thomas's absence and he's pretty solid, but nothing flashy, you know. And obviously Carson Wentz, um, we haven't had a chance to talk about that too much. I, I did talk about it in the NFL March Madness edition, but I love it. Like he's a QB one, and we haven't had a QB one in Washington in a very long time, and he's no doubt a QB one. Like everybody. I say this a million times. Everybody wants to pretend like that Jacksonville game just happened 17 times last year. Like, no, there were other games played, and Carson Wentz was actually really fucking good in a couple of them. He shows flashes of MVP potential still. Um, I'm not I'm not saying he's going to go out there and win an MVP, but he can still sling the ball. I love him as QB1, and he's the first quarterback in NFL history to throw for 4,000 yards in a season and not have a receiver that went over 500 yards in that season. So give him a guy like Terry McLaurin, which that's another thing about this offseason, man. We have not given Terry McLaurin an extension, and if we don't do that, I question our legitimacy. Like, And there are some teams looking for a receiver looking in Kansas City. Dude, if we trade him... I need to take a break. I need to hop off the bandwagon for a little bit. That's just how it is. But, yeah, the, honestly, I'm with the addition of Carson Wentz, I mean, we gave up a little bit for him, and we are eating that contract, but it's not guaranteed after this year. So uh, the fact that we haven't re-signed Terry McLaurin yet, I'm going to give it a C plus. That's Once we sign McLaurin, I'll bump it up a whole letter grade, B plus. But... We need to re-sign Terry, and we need to do it soon. What you got? I really like the honesty on that. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean... Speaking of DeAndre Carter, he's been in discussions with the Chargers about possibly coming as a return specialist. Uh, apparently, we just camp out outside of Washington for whoever was a former kick returner there <laughs> since we got Roberts midway through last year. Oh, yeah, Andre Roberts. Yeah. <sighs> The swap for Sheriff and Norwell, slight downgrade. Norwell, if you got him in his prime, would be a lot better, but there's a reason why he's a $5 million a year value at this point. He's still formidable. He He's a starter. But does he make up for the loss of Sheriff and Flowers? Both. No. Landon Collins was a necessary evil to cut. He was way too much for pretty much a linebacker at safety. Sims, solid. Lucas, solid. McKissick, he brings a nice element to the offense that I think is necessary for you guys, especially with having a guy that's 
two guys that are good at receiving out of the backfield for Wentz. I think it's necessary. I'm going to be with you here on a C plus. Wentz, he's definitely on, like we say a lot, a prove-it deal at this point. He's got to prove that he's still worth being a starting quarterback and that he should be paid starting quarterback money next year if you guys so choose to keep him going forward or if he leaves and you guys just don't want him around. But I can't see it being a B because there are some pretty hefty losses. I get settled on Ioannidis weren't really getting a lot of playing time, and there's no point in paying them what they're going to get. It's just more losses than what you gained. I know you needed quarterback, but it's quite a cap hit and quite a hit if he plays a lot of games for you guys, so I can't quite bump it up to a B. Yeah, fair. Uh, Yeah, I'm rocking with a C plus, and like I said, Terry McLaurin needs to get extended. That is the jersey I want, but I won't buy it until he gets the extension, man. And I've been trying to buy a fucking jersey for this team for the last five years. The last Redskins jersey I had, and it was a Redskins jersey, was RG3. And, I mean, can you think of any noteworthy players that I should have bought a jersey for since RG3? Terry McLaurin. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, Chase Young, maybe. Yeah. If you want to go longevity. But then we were throwing him around in trade rumors a little while ago. So, welcome to Washington. Everybody's a trade rumor there. <laughs> that's how we do things. That's we. That's how Dan Snyder does things anyway. That fucking mm. guy. Anyway. <laughs> Chase Young? <laughs> oh, yeah, Jaden Kozak. Yeah, I said Jaden Kozak, his old name. But Jaden just commented Chase Young. Yeah, Chase Young. But we were throwing him around in... Uh, in trade rumors, and then John Michael Probably said, "Get more out of him than he's worth." John Michael <laughs> said, "Hurts versus Wentz with the eyeballs emoji." Yeah, man, I'm looking forward. You guys aren't ready for that revenge tour, man. It's you guys aren't ready. Like, is is Carson ready for that revenge tour? Hell yes, dude. He's excited mm. to play them twice a year, bro. FedEx Field is gonna be his maker he is there's no way he does not miss games this year playing at fedex please don't mention fedex field again okay (laughs) i can't even this i'm only mentioning the injury prone aspect of the field mixed with carson wentz it's a recipe for disaster you might not have to give up that second rounder for the 75 percent of snaps thing that's to put it nicely a recipe for disaster that is what fedex field stadium is anyway all right, so let's move on to uh, Jacob. You were looking for a Giants preview uh, earlier, and we got you, man. So we're all moving on to the New York football Giants. And on the addition side, they bring in guard Mark Glowinski from Indianapolis on a three-year, $18 million deal. Uh, they bring in Tyrod Taylor, quarterback from Houston, um, got his – in case anybody forgot, got his um, chest stabbed and a lung punctured for that guy's team or this guy's team. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you're pointing the right way now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they get Tyrod Taylor two years, eleven million dollars to back up and potentially take over Daniel Jones' job this year. Uh, they bring in John Feliciano, center from Buffalo, on a one-year, three point two five million dollar deal. Uh, they bring in Matt Breida, running back from Miami, uh, formerly a 
San Francisco 49er on a one-year, $1 million deal. And then they bring in tight end Ricky Seals-Jones on a one-year, $1 million deal. Hate to see him go. But on the departure side, they say adios to Kyle Rudolph. They cut him. Uh, Running back Devontae Booker, they cut him as well. Uh, They got rid of Logan Ryan, cornerback. He ended up going to Tampa Bay on a one-year, $1 million deal. Isn't that kind of hard to believe for a guy like Logan Ryan? Like, I mean, a couple of years ago, he would have gone. That was so cheap, yeah. A couple of years, he would have gone he for $5 million a year. Easy. So, I was kind of shocked at that. But, um, anyway. So, they get, say goodbye to Logan Ryan. Uh, defensive tackle Austin Johnson is also on his way out. He's headed to the Chargers on a two-year, $14 million deal. Uh, Evan Ingram, uh, he's headed to Jacksonville on a one-year, $9 million deal. Uh, defensive end Lorenzo Carter is headed to Atlanta on a one-year, $3.5 million deal. And then just yesterday, they said adios to safety Jabril Peppers, who's headed to New England on a one-year deal. And then they have yet to re-sign Left tackle Nate Solder, who used to be fantastic. I'm, yeah, I was surprised when I looked at his age. He's 33 now, which is bizarre. But we just saw Andrew Whitworth play till he's 40. So, come on, Solder, step it up. But uh, they also haven't re-signed quarterback Mike Glennon. So, we'll see his fate soon enough. But go ahead and drop your grade, bro. What you got for the New York football Giants? I've got a few potential grades here. I'm going to do a potential one and a real one for the moment. They played big brain move. They got Tyrod Taylor. Make him the starter and then have him magically get hurt again. And Daniel Jones comes in and the Tyrod Taylor curse sets in where he was a starter. And the guy coming up turns into the second coming of Christ. Even Davis Mills looked like a good quarterback after he stepped in as the starter for him. It's just the cycle of Tyrod Taylor. Josh Allen took over for him. Baker Mayfield took over for him. Justin Herbert took over for him. Davis Mills took over for him. Now, granted, that's not a real grade because it's a backup quarterback, realistically. But if we're going to talk real talk, I like some of the signings they made for the O-line. Glowinski is a very stout guard. Feliciano, necessary pickup. They are trying to give Daniel Jones an offensive line so he has a little bit of time to pass to their endless receivers that they have on this team. And they did have some pretty hefty losses. I mean, Booker, you try to replace him with Brita, but Brita is nowhere near what he was in San Fran. Logan Ryan, even though he's a $1 million deal, he's not worth that. He's worth way more than that. Peppers, that's going to hurt. He's an amazing athlete. He does a lot on the field for him. They lost two tight ends and replaced them with Ricky Seuss Jones, who was a pretty good value pickup. Austin Johnson, gone. He's an up-and-coming guy in the league. I'm I'm fine with assigning him to the Chargers, but losing him is definitely going to hurt them. Solder being gone. They need anything they can get on the offensive line. As of right now, it's a C. Even though they made a lot of good improvements on the line, they lost a lot of big play guys on a team that does not have a lot of big play guys. Yeah, for sure. I got to agree with you. I might drop it down to a C-. And the only reason I say that, and I'm sorry, K-Dog, uh, Jacob's boy, 
I hate to shit on your team like this, but it's my job. Got to do what I got to do, you know. But um, yeah, I gotta give him a C minus, and the reason is because if this is truly the last year that you're going all in on Danny Dimes, what what did you actually do? Like. Obviously, Glowinski is a huge improvement on the offensive line, and John Feliciano is definitely underrated. But, but outside of getting slight improvements on the O-line, all you did was bring in Tyrod Taylor to possibly take over for him halfway through the year. So I just think it's like you didn't bring in any offensive weapons outside of a couple $1 million deals um, if you want to call Brito a weapon, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, he's past his prime. But, um, yeah, I got to drop a C-. And you look at those losses. Um, Kyle Rudolph didn't do anything. Devontae Booker, Brita basically replaces that. Logan Ryan, no big deal. Evan Ingram, for $9 million, see you later. I mean, he was, he's was he been a non-factor in New York for a while. And if that's due to Danny Dimes, possibly. Possibly. But... Lorenzo Carter, Jabril Peppers, that's a huge loss. And Nate Solder, the fact that they haven't re-signed him yet. So you haven't even gone full in on upgrading the offensive line. Like you made the you did the bare minimum for your line. So I just if it seem it seems like they just want to give up on Danny Dimes with this. I approach. think they I think they've shored up the center of it because they're content on starting Andrew Thomas at left tackle. And he did improve a lot last year compared to what he was in year one, because year one, he looked like a complete bust. But if they manage to get Evan Neal, I think this offensive line might move into the top half with those two signings they made. It could be a huge game changer, especially with Saquon a year removed from the ACL injury. He's going to be back a little closer to what we had seen before, hopefully not as injury prone, but... I can't give this a good grade because they lost a lot of guys on the defensive end and just a few key guys on offense. Like Booker, yeah. he's a pretty close backup for Barkley. Like he can produce the power rushing. Breida cannot do that. Yeah, no, true. Um, yeah, I'm gonna stick with my C minus. You also gotta think. I didn't think about this earlier, but their offensive weapons are pretty solidified right now. I mean. Kenny Galladay, Great they just, yeah, they Great just signed receivers. him to a huge contract. Sterling Shepard, bringing him back. Uh, Kadarius Toney, uh, in case you didn't know, um, what's his name? Hold up, my bad, bro. Uh, K-Dog, but um, yeah, Kadarius Toney, you haven't heard us talk about him, K-Dog, or me. I'm a huge fan, dude. I think he's going to be elite in this league, and I say that in 100% honesty. I mean, he's going to be a baller, but... And he got Saquon back there. So you really need a tight end. Ricky Ricky solidifies it, you know. But, yeah, C-. minus. Nah. Nah. All right. So let's move on to our uh, next division we got here. And we're sitting at an hour 08 right now. So let's, uh, let's aim to wrap these two divisions up in uh, 20-ish minutes. What do you say? Fortunately, the Bucks have a lot, but we're going to have to try. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. And they also had the audio sing of Bruce Arians earlier today, so didn't add that in there. But we already talked about it. But yeah, so as we move on to the NFC South, we talk about the Buccaneers. And I start with the one and only 
Mr. Tom Brady, who retired and then said, took one look at the NFC and was like, wait a damn second. I can do this again. So <laughs> he's coming back. Uh, they got Chris Godwin, re-signed him to a three-year, $60 million deal. Uh, they re-signed Carlton Davis, which is huge. I'm a huge Carlton Davis guy. One of the best, probably a top five corner in the league. Um, three years, $44.5 million. Uh, they bring back Lenny Fournette, playoff Lenny. Uh, three years, $21 million, who looked like a solidified RB1. He looked like what he was supposed to be coming out of LSU last year. You know, he he's having a late career it's resurgence. But... They also bring in Will Golson, or re-sign him, on a one-year, $4.5 million deal. And then they get Russell Gage, who actually... Yo, what? We got a comment from somebody crazy in the YouTube, man. I need to get a moderator for that chat. Because <laughs> I don't even want to read the username. But, yeah, I'm just going to... Just... that bad? Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. But, all right, so Tom Brady recruited Russell Gage to come over to Tampa Bay on a three-year, $30 million deal. And then they got Shaq Mason traded from New England to Tampa Bay for a 2022 fifth-round pick. And then they got Logan Ryan, who I mentioned earlier. Uh, They bring back Ryan Jensen on a three-year, $39 million deal. And then they're bringing back Brashad Perriman, on a one-year, $1.2 million deal. But on the departure side, they say goodbye to Alex Kappa on a four-year deal in Cincinnati. Uh, O.J. Howard, he's headed off to Buffalo on a one-year deal. Big fan of O.J. Howard, but never really worked out in Tampa. Um, Rojo, Ronald Jones, running back. Mr. Fumble is headed to Kansas City on a one-year deal. And then safety Jordan Whitehead headed to New York. uh, Jets mentioned that yesterday and then Bruce Arians moved to the front office but I did miss two on there Ali Marpet retired and Gronk still whatever he's gonna do (laughs) Mm, undecided that's a really interesting thing too especially when you talk about conspiracy theories of Tom Brady maybe going to Miami I mean I know Gronk's waiting till he gets traded I know exactly that's the conspiracy (laughs) tinfoil hat uh theory for the day but um, go ahead with your grade, man. What you got for the Bucks? I'm gonna go A plus. Honestly, they're doing the same thing they did last year, except they're bringing in added people. They're running it back. Shaq Mason coming in, he's better than Alex Kappa. Alex Kappa was good, not great. Mason is great. Bringing him in for a fifth rounder is complete highway robbery. Ah. <sighs> They did lose a decent amount of people, but they brought back a lot of the core guys. Godwin, Fournette. They lost Rojo, but Fournette pretty much held the reins all last year. Yeah, like I and said. Russell Gage coming back, he can make up for... Well, I, I didn't want to put A.B. on out because he left midseason. <laughs> he can make up for that because he'll actually be in games. And Logan Ryan coming in, he's shoring up that secondary a little more than what it had been last year. Jordan Whitehead... You can replace him in the draft, especially at that 27th pick where a lot of the bigger name safeties are actually going to be available. I just like everything they've done in convincing Tom Brady to come out of retirement. Massive. That 
puts it at an A alone, let alone bringing back everybody else alongside. Sure. I just blocked uh, Homie on the YouTube. <laughs> Had to do it. Um, do you by any chance know the status of uh Sue, JPP? Are those guys coming back? I think JPP is under contract for one more year. Okay. Sue is still one of the question mark guys. Okay, gotcha. Um, but still, I mean, Sue's way past his prime. Uh, used to be Aaron Donald, you know, back in the heyday. But um, stepping yeah. on Aaron Rodgers' forearms. Nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Stafford's nuts, his forearm, I guess. <laughs> but um, yeah, dude, I'm going to rock with an A-plus, too. I mean, the fact that he got Brady back obviously changes the whole equation. And you brought back the major guys. I mean, Alex Kappa, that sucks, but he's not like a absolute game changer or anything, you know? Like, if you had to say goodbye to anybody, you would say goodbye to the guys on those lists, on that list, on the departures. Um, Lenny, like I said, he's playing like he should have been right out of LSU. Uh, RB1, Carlton Davis top five maybe even top three corner in the league and nobody expected them to re-sign everybody and to significant deals all three years mark pet hurts but he retired Mm. you can hope he comes back like tom brady did but he retired so you can't really put that as a huge knock on them Mm -hmm. and they did bring in shaq mason which is huge to solidify that line so and you bring back ryan jensen I got A plus, A plus plus, for sure. All right, let's let's move on to the Saints, and they've got a uh, limited little list here, I would say. But um, on the addition there was side, there a lot of small things. I was like, eh, it's not <laughs> worth it. <laughs> no, we had the Texans yesterday, and he forgot. Um, Jaden forgot Reeves Maven, but they only say goodbye to Reed, and that's it. That was it. And we still mm-hmm. talked about it for like 10 minutes. <laughs> just, a sh- just a shit session on the Texans, which is important. You know, you got to do it. It's part of football culture. But let's hop into the Saints. Uh, on the addition side, they bring in Marcus May from the Jets on a three-year, $22.5 million deal. And then they sure up their quarterback situation for two years at least with Jameis, famous Winston on a two-year $28 million deal. And then on the departure side, you say goodbye to Teron Arbsed, which obviously one of the best left tackles in the league. He ends up in Miami on a five-year $87.5 million deal, but what are you going to do? I mean, you got to... Oh, yeah. Scroll down just a little bit. There's a few more departures and ads, but got you. only one departure that actually matters. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, I forgot about Marcus Williams and all those guys. Yeah. Um, okay, so back to the addition side on the Saints. Uh, they re-signed Traquan Smith, two-year, $6 million deal. Um, sure. Tight end Juwan Johnson, one year, 895000 And then safety Daniel Sorensen, the only Caucasian safety in the league. Um, Harrison Smith. Yeah, true. And he's really fucking good. The only reason I say that for Sorensen is because it sticks out like a sore thumb because he <laughs> sucks so much. He is so bad at the position. But he ends up going to New Orleans on a one-year, $1.2 million deal. And then Marcus Williams, safety. He's headed to Baltimore on a five-year, $70 million deal. And then 
running back wide receiver Ty Montgomery is out of town there, who really had his heyday in Green Bay, but hasn't done much since. So, what are you gonna give? Uh, what are you gonna give the Saints, man? It's weird because everybody in the world knows they have next to no cap to work with. They somehow managed to create a hundred million in a matter of a month. Went from seventy-five million in the hole to almost thirty million above the cap, so they could try to get Watson. No idea how, but losing Armstead felt like it was just bound to happen. Williams was a sure thing, but they did somewhat make up for it with May. When May is healthy, he's a great safety. Jameis, he could be one of the best value quarterbacks in the league at $14 million APY. I'm going to go C-minus, though. They lost some big names, and they have... No real receivers. If Michael Thomas is still, I feel like, a question mark because that relationship has to be so torn between them, between his rehab, them telling him things differently, thinking he didn't need surgery coming in. I'm, he posted all those cryptic things at the start of camp last year. It doesn't. It just feels like he's going in the shadows, going the right way compared to how some people do it. But I just feels like he might not come back for them. And that's all they have in the receiving core. They made no upgrades at any position they needed to. Still got Marquez, uh, Marquez Callaway, who sucked, but was their wide receiver <laughs> one. But he's still They still have him, though. There. Yeah. Uh, they have a wide receiver to complement Michael Thomas. But – who I even? mean, an asterisk next to Kamara, too. He might get suspended. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, I even forgot about that. But um, it's been so long. But, yeah, so what grade did you give him? C minus. C minus? Okay. Um, I'm going to – I'm fully on the Jameis Winston trade train, by the way. Um, call me – I'm the conductor. Like, I love him, too. Yeah. I think he's he's finally figured out what he showed last season early on. He's figured out the decision-making problem. Um, sitting behind Drew Brees and getting instruction from Sean Payton, um, just sitting behind him for a year, he seems like he's mostly fixed his turnover issue. So his decision-making is a lot better, and his talent was never the question. I mean, he has maybe a top-five arm in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's big playmaker. <laughs> it's just, oh, yeah. Too willing to try to make the plays. Mm-hmm. And as funny as he looks trying to be mobile, he's somewhat mobile. You know, he can he can get around. He, he's he shockingly be. fast. Yeah, I'll give him that. Yeah. Because he looks so goofy. I know. He looks goofy, but it catches you off guard. But I'm on the I'm on the train, man. I'm ringing the bell for Jameis Winston. So, so and low risk, two year, 28 mil. Uh, Marcus May. That's nice. Obviously, it's not replacing Marcus Williams, but you also can't give $70 million to Marcus Williams. So, And you were forced to get rid of Armstead, too, just because of the contract. Same reason they got rid of Marcus Williams. But considering, I'll go ahead and, yeah, they didn't do anything to fix that wide receiver core. You're just hoping that Michael Thomas comes back in full strength. But, yeah, I'll go ahead and give them a... Because of the Jameis Winston signing, C plus. Yeah, little little above average. All right, 
Let's move on to the last team in the division, and that is the Atlanta Falcons. So, on the addition side, they bring in or they bring back Young Ho Koo. Yeah, Jaden. I'm not sure what happened in the chat, man. Uh, I blocked that person. So, yeah, we're a family-friendly podcast here. I'm gonna have to put a filter on there or something, you know. But I don't. We got to get a moderator because we can't just let anybody hop in here. But um, anyway, uh, the Falcons. So they bring back the most fly kicker in the league, and that is Young Ho Koo. Uh, five years, $24.5 million deal, so they lock him up. Uh, they bring back Jake Matthews, offensive tackle, on a three-year, $52.5 million deal, which is massive. Um, then they bring cornerback Casey Hayward on a two-year, $11 million deal from Las Vegas. And then they re-sign Cordero Patterson on a two-year, $10.5 million deal, the wideback. Um and then they bring in Marcus Mariota to, I guess, replace Matt Ryan unless they draft a quarterback on a two-year, $18.75 million deal. Uh, they and signed- if you want to save some time on those ones, just you can yeah. say they had a slew of very underwhelming signings from that point because there was about five more I could have put on this list. Mm-hmm. And they we're at 10 <laughs> of what I actually put. Yeah. Um. I will mention Damian Williams, uh, running back from yeah. Chicago. They bring him in. Uh, didn't really shine out for Chicago, but still has still has good stuff. And then, <laughs> I love this. Um, on the departure <laughs> side, um, technically, they seem to have said goodbye to Calvin Ridley, who's probably at the casino right now, um, currently being unpaid. Uh, but yeah, who knows if he's going to come back to Atlanta. It's not looking good. Uh, at least for this year. Um, they also say goodbye to their franchise QB, Matty Ice. Matt Ryan, headed to Indianapolis. We talked about it yesterday. Um, Dante Fowler, who we mentioned earlier, he's headed out of town. Hayden Hurst, uh, tight end, he's headed out of town. Really just was buried on that team. He's headed to Cincinnati. And then Russell Gage, who we mentioned earlier for the Bucks, is headed to, or headed to the Bucks. Yeah, but leaving Atlanta. So, I'll go ahead and drop my grade here. Um, like, I want to believe that Cordell is going to be as good as he was this past it's season. It's hard to believe it. But I don't think there's a shot. I don't think there's a shot. I mean, two years, you know, can't go wrong. But I guess I like it. Um, Marcus Mariota, the best you could do in the current situation. I mean, maybe you should have looked to trade for maybe a Jordan Love or something, but how much different is that from Marcus Mariota, you know, former number two overall pick. So I like that uh, you lock up your franchise kicker, I guess, on a five-year deal. Um, Jake Matthews, that's huge. Three years, $52.5 million. Um, I mean, they're just... Casey is a sneaky pickup, too. Casey Hayward. Yeah. Cheap. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was non-existent He's productive still yeah i mean honestly they really depended on him down the stretch i mean he was with damon arnett leaving you know so they were really they really depended on casey hayward and he held up man i will give him that and obviously better and used to be one of the better cornerbacks in the league so 
I'll go ahead and give them. You're moving on. I get that from Matt Ryan. So obviously they're in full rebuild mode. I'll go ahead and give them a C minus. Um, the Calvin Ridley situation sucks, but you can't do much about it. Yeah, I'll go ahead and give them a. I'll give them a C, just an average. I'm not going to hit the minus. What you got? I mean, you look at those departures. The Calvin Ridley one's kind of an asterisk because he got suspended, but all of them hurt. It, Hurst was still a great blocker, even though Pitts wasn't going to let him shine in the receiving game. Engage definitely hurts, considering none of those slew of pit of uh, signings were notable receivers. I mean, Alameda Zacchaeus was tendered. He wasn't really going anywhere. They still have a massive needed receiver, which I got to imagine they're going to address in the draft. But those re-signings and signings of Matthews, Hayward, Patterson, and Mariota were pretty big for a team that's pretty much just waiting to find their quarterback next. So I'm going to give them a B minus, even though they have to eat $40 million of cap space for Matt Ryan just to leave, which is absurd. But they knew it was happening. They weren't going to bring him back. Might as well get some sort of pick out of him and just tank for this first or second overall pick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like it. I like it. All right. So let's uh, rapid fire the Panthers, who didn't have too much of a crazy offseason. But I'll go ahead and run through that. Um, on the addition side, Matt Ioannidis, we mentioned him earlier, three-year deal. He's headed to Carolina. Uh, Johnny Hecker, which is sneaky good. I mean, he's probably easily the best punter in the game right now. Um, he's headed from L.A. to Carolina on a three-year deal. Uh, Rashard Higgins, he's headed to Carolina on a one-year deal. Um, safety Xavier Woods, three-year deal from Minnesota. Uh, center Bradley Bozeman um, from Baltimore, one year, $2.8 million. And then Austin Corbett, he's headed over from L.A., the Rams, on a three-year, $26 million deal. And then on the departure side, not too heavy. Uh, they say goodbye to Hassan Reddick, who we mentioned earlier. And Stephon Gilmore has yet to sign. He may return to Carolina, but probably not. <laughs> I mean, they are not in a position to bring back Stephon Gilmore. So... <laughs> yeah, mm, not the ideal situation for that man. But um, especially now that he has a choice and he's not being traded. Um, I'll go ahead and give this a. Mm, I don't even, a C minus, D plus. I'll go a little harsh. D plus. What you got? I actually kind of like this. This is one of my more sneaky ones that I like. I mean, Reddick being gone and Gilmore gone hurts, but. Realistically, Gilmore was just trying to fill in the void for Horn in the meantime. Corbett, sneaky good guard. Bozeman, sneaky good center. They're trying to patch up that offensive line for whoever's stepping in at quarterback next year. And then you get Ioannidis, who's pretty stout on the defensive end. Hacker, try to help them. Higgins, another receiving threat. So it's not just Anderson and Moore, who were pretty much the only targets for that team. And then Woods, who's still a solid safety to play with Chin. They didn't have a ton of cap room to work with, and they're on the verge of making... They were waiting to make that move for Deshaun Watson, and I think that hurt them a lot. But I'm going to go B+, because this is sneaky for them. And this might be my dark horse candidate, because 
Reddick is probably a little overpaid for just a guy who's pass rushing. He is no help on run defense at all. Yeah, for sure. You can go ahead and claim your uh, claim your team right I'm now. Claiming a Mitch, horse. yeah, bro. Go <laughs> ahead. Um, Sneaky. I got I completely forgot about the dark horse, so I'll have to look through and decide. But um, all right. So we move on. Uh, last thing I'll say about the Panthers, Matt Ioannidis is really good. Uh, three year, twenty one point seven five mil is a really solid deal for him. Uh, you get a bargain on him because he just couldn't get PT in Washington. I like him a lot. And then, like I said, Johnny Hecker, probably the best punter in the game. And then Bradley Bozeman showed up for the Ravens last year. So, yeah, I like it. But I almost feel like the the losses outweigh the gains almost. Like, Hassan Reddick is pretty big. But full tank for the Panthers now. Got no choice. I'll go ahead and I'll be a little nicer. I'll give him a C-. <laughs> All right, man. So we saved probably the best division for last, and we're going to kind of have to Just hustle up. Just like last up. night, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're going to kind of have to hustle up on it, but let's dive into it. All right. So we got the NFC West to round us out. And then we'll start with the reigning Super Bowl champs, and that is the LA Rams. So on the addition side, they bring in the most talented, the amazing Allen Robinson, who just couldn't get a fucking opportunity in Jacksonville. Well, he did for a little bit in Jacksonville, but then died out there and then went to another really bad team in Chicago. And he's finally got his good team now, the rainy Super Bowl team. Finally got a quarterback. I know. <laughs> Can't believe it. But he's headed to L.A. on a three-year, $46.5 million deal. And then... They just gave Matt Stafford, their Super Bowl quarterback, a four-year, $160 million extension through 2026. And then they also gave an extension to Joseph Noteboom, their tackle, who's who was really solid all year, three years, $40 million bucks. And then on the departure side, they say goodbye to Von Miller, who's headed to Buffalo. We talked about that yesterday on a six-year deal. Um, Darius Williams headed out of town to Jacksonville, cornerback on a three-year, $30 million deal. Uh, guard, Austin Corbett, we mentioned him for Carolina. And then Sebastian Joseph, he's headed to your Chargers on a three-year, $24 million deal. So, I'll hand it off to you. A few you, more at the bottom. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. They have right. a lot of departures. Um, yeah, they also brought in on... The- Back on the addition side, they bring back center Brian Allen on a three-year, $18 million deal uh, extension. Yeah, I wrote this. I should have known. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, they say goodbye to Johnny Hecker, which I mentioned earlier. Running back Sony Michelle, who has yet to sign a deal. He may return. Same thing with OBJ, but it's looking unlikely with the uh, A-Rob and Cooper Cup pairing now. Um, OBJ is headed out of town. Robert Woods was traded to Tennessee for a 2023 six-round pick. And then left tackle Andrew Whitworth, who we mentioned earlier, the Mr. 40-year-old, is now retired. So, after that uh, lengthy list for the Super Bowl champs, I'll hand it over to you, bro. What you what you given the Super Bowl champs? I do not like it. They gave Robert Woods away 
for pretty much a backup player in the draft. Bag of chips. And then they lost a bunch of starters in Miller, Williams, Corbett, Joseph Day, Hecker, Sony Michelle, not really big deal. Odell probably going Whitworth retired, but leaves a massive hole at left tackle. Note boom was necessary to bring back at that point. Robinson does not equal out what you lost in Odell and Woods. Because imagining them combined with Cooper Cup is ridiculous. But they got him for a steal, so I'll give him a little bit of credit on that. D plus. I'm not big on it. But knowing the Rams, they'll probably make a midseason move, trade some draft picks for a guy who is more than likely on an expiring deal somewhere, just like Vaughn Miller this past year. Fair. Damn, that's a low grade, man. I'm going to go a lot higher. I love the signing of Allen Robinson. I mean, he's finally got a good quarterback. Um, I guess he's a little out of his prime. was a steal. Yeah, he was a steal, for sure, at that price. I mean, he's up there talent-wise with some of the best in the game. So it'll be fun to see what he does finally with the quarterback. Um, Giving Matt Stafford a four-year extension, mm, I mean, I guess you got to do it. Um, but he's, he traded all that for him. You got them. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be playing into his elder ages to say the least, but I figure they were going to say goodbye to Von Miller. Um, they didn't really do much to replace that defensive production though. I mean, they still got Leonard Floyd. Um, he's really solid. And then you got Aaron Donald, but outside of that, Jalen Ramsey, but Darius Williams headed out of town too. So Looking kind of scary. Just day on the D-line, too. Mm-hmm. A little rough. Yeah, it's a little rough uh, for the defending Super Bowl champs. Just because of the Allen Robbins signing um, and the Matt Stafford extension, knowing that you have him locked up, I mean, it's a long time. But And Robert Woods and OBJ, I mean, they just had to go, you know, with the signing of A-Rob. The Woods one was rough. Yeah. Six-rounder. And next year's sixth rounder, too. But yeah. what are you going to do? He didn't play this year, you know? So, he, he but they definitely got him for a steal. Yeah, I know. A-Rob makes it better than D-plus alone. That's what Jaden said. Um, yeah. I mean, it doesn't. I think it does. He I might mean, be a little overrated just because of the volume he had to get in the situations he was at. Hmm. I like A-Rob fantasy-wise. I think the fantasy-wise is what's shadowing what he actually brings to the table wow okay i think they're gonna find a great way to use him obj and robert woods see ya if you can bring in alan robinson i think he's clearly better than both those guys with the i don't know odell yeah i think it's pretty obvious i mean odell after two torn acls probably but odell prior to that yeah i mean obviously (laughs) i mean he was one of the had one of the best stretches ever for such a young age. And he was tearing it up towards the end of this past year, too. I know. Him and Stafford started clicking. That was nice to see. Yeah, for sure. He'll ball out somewhere else. Um, All right. What am I going to give here? I'll go ahead and do a... I like the extension on Stafford and Robinson and Noteboom. I'll give it a B-. minus. There we go. But that defense, it's kind of looking... Harry. And no left tackle. Yep, true. All right, let's move on to the Arizona Cardinals, Lake Marcus's team. Hopefully he's still in here watching. 
But um, on the addition side for the Cardinals, uh, they re-signed Max Williams on a one-year, $1 million deal. Uh, they give James Conner a massive extension, three years, $21 million. Um, they bring back Colt McCoy on a two-year, $7.5 million deal. Um, they bring back Dennis Gardeck, three years, $10 million. And then they gave Zach Ertz, which is shocking, three years, $31.5 million. How does he deserve that? How does he deserve more than $10 million a year? I have no idea. He was okay for them. He was probably above middle of the pack. Exactly. Like, but and he's older. Yeah. With the departures of A.J. Green, which we'll mention in a little bit, and Christian Kirk, I mean, he's going to have to step up in a big way. He's going to have to become a top three tight end like he used to be. And who knows? I wish him all the best. But they also gave... Head coach Cliff Kingsbury and GM Steve Kime, both five-year extensions. Is this a Oof. departure, though? This should be a negative. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. I might have to throw Kyler here in, in here pretty soon. <laughs> um, but on the departure side, like I said, Christian Kirk. See you fucking later if you won uh, $72 million over four years. Um, yeah, we talked about that yesterday. Uh, Chandler Jones, longtime Cardinal, is headed to the Raiders on a three-year, $51 million deal. Uh, Chase Edmonds, running back, Miami, two years, $12 million. You're happy with what you got. And James Conner. Uh, Jordan Hicks, we mentioned him earlier, on minute, headed to Minnesota. Uh, Jordan Phillips, headed to Buffalo. And wide receiver A.J. Green has yet to be re-signed, but it's assumed he's not going to be coming back. Who had flashes? Had flashes last year, you know. Yeah, some moments, yeah. yeah. Um, for an older receiver, yeah. Except the Packers game when he didn't turn around <laughs> and Masul Douglas yeah, picked it man. off. Yeah, but um, that was a moment technically. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, I really I, don't think I James like Conner. Yeah, I don't think James Conner is all that. Um, Cliff. I'd rather have him than Edmonds. So that. Good decision there, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, agreed. And at one million more per year, that's it. Right. That's nice. Edmonds is gonna fit exactly what they want to do in Mike McDaniel's offense, but it wasn't gonna work in Arizona. I like the ground and pound with James Connor. Um Zach Ertz, dude, that is a massive contract. And given the GM And they got Max Williams too. That's the weirdest part. They re signed them both. Yeah. It's weird. I guess if you can get it for one million might as well but yeah cliff i mean there's already been huge questions about them giving him such a fat extension but overall this offseason i mean they said goodbye to some significant guys so and underwhelming i'm gonna give it a c minus because i do like james connor i don't think he's worth that much but i like it i like it and sackerts might return to form c minus <sighs> I'm going to be a little more aggressive. I'm going to say D because they lost a lot and you simply just re-signed guys and you are locked in the Kingsbury and Kime for five years, which might not be the best thing. And this could easily drop down a lot more depending on what happens with Kyler Murray seeming a little unhappy. Just nothing improved on this team from this offseason. And they lost some very crucial players. Chandler Jones, probably the biggest name they lost. 
But now they have next to nothing at receiver. You're going to have to trust Rondale Moore to step up. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's there. He's still a bit of a project guy. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, we're kind of shitting on the Cardinals. I don't like it. And especially from the GM who just signed a fresh five-year extension. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Let's move on to the Niners, the 49ers. On the addition side, they bring in Chavarius Ward from Kansas City. Had a really solid year, especially in the second half. Three years, $40 million. Um, Ray Ray McLeod, wide receiver from Pittsburgh, headed to San Francisco on a two-year, $4 million deal. Uh, safety George Odom from Indianapolis, three years, $9.5 million, headed to San Fran. Uh, they bring back Jeff Wilson and Jamichael Hasey both running backs, and then defensive tackle Hassan Ridgeway. They bring him in from Philadelphia on a one-year $1.8 million deal. And then I like this as a sneaky resigning. Nate Sudfield, Sudfeld on a uh, one-year $2 million deal. I've heard people speak very highly of Sudfield. I've heard, and I keep fucking up his name too, Sudfeld. But um, yeah, I've heard, like I've seen stuff that said, Coaches like unanimous or anonymous coaches around the league think that he could start in this league at some point. So I like that, especially if you can't ri- can't get rid of uh, Jimmy G. So all right, on the departure side, they say goodbye to Lake and Tomlinson, uh, headed to the Jets on a three-year deal. Defensive tackle T.J. D.J. Jones headed to Denver on a three-year deal. Oh, Jacob, thanks, man. Say goodnight. Thanks for the company with a kissy face. Of course, man. That's what we're here for. Late night, late night casual football talk, you know? That's what it is. But, um, all right. <laughs> Defensive tackle DJ Hopefully Jones. We didn't put him to sleep. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Hope not. <laughs> well, everybody probably left uh, after the uh, Mr. Rape commented. That was his name. I don't know if you saw it. It was. That was his. No, no it I was even worse. Oh, good God. It just had the word rape in the username but yeah terrible terrible um anyway dj jones headed to denver on a three-year deal uh cornerback come on williams uh headed to denver on a two-year deal adios to raheem mostert who had some good days in san fran he's headed to miami on a one-year one million dollar deal um cornerbacks jason barrett and josh norman have yet to be re-signed and are assumed to be heading out of town. Uh, just Quisky Tart, who had the uh, he was the guy with the major non-interception. Drop, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but um, he's yet to be re-signed, and I guess rightfully so. But overall, he's a pretty good player. Um, Jawan Jennings also has not re-signed. Had a late season resurgence, and Muhammad Sanu also has not re-signed. So, what you thinking for the San Francisco Niners? I'm going to go with a B, honestly. It's decent. Nothing flashy. If you look at the losses, DJ Jones, he paid more than what you should pay him. Tomlinson's going to hurt. Mostert, they throw running backs in. Dime a dozen. Verrett, he's never on the field because he's always injured. There's always a season-ending injury. Norman's pretty much on the verge of being washed tart you kind of have to let him walk after what happened there but jennings kind of hurts because he's a very good blocking receiver and that's what they like to do there is run but they picked up chardavius ward who's better than any of the cornerbacks they lost 
and Hasty and Wilson, good duo, but they have Sermon, they have Mitchell, but it's just depth because they can't keep running backs healthy for some reason. All of those guys can be starters too. Oh, yeah. They can all step in in that offense. Mm-hmm. They can make any running back look good. For sure. McLeod, sneaky pick, pick up there. He can make some contributions in this style of offense. But it's pretty it's underwhelming, but it's good. Yeah. The losses are things you can just deal with because none of them are groundbreaking. Tomlinson probably hurts the most, but there's a lot of good guards that could fall to them in the second of this draft. Sweet. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and give them a B plus because like you said, I mean, the guys that they let go of, no shockers there. I mean, they were assumed to be headed out of town and Javarius Ward, if he can, I'm not totally convinced that he's actually a good cornerback, um, but he better be for three years and 40 million. So, but Obviously, the Niners. I think he's better than those guys. Yeah. Like, they lost. Yeah. Just, well, Verrett, I really like, but he's just always hurt. Yeah. Um, but I like Javarius Ward. Uh, Rayman Cloud, uh, he got involved towards the end of the year in Pittsburgh's offense. So they'll be, and he's one of those guys, really good yards after catch. So they do that a lot in Shanahan offense. So. Yeah, I like it. I'm going to go, and you bring back Casey and Wilson, who, like I said, can still start. Um, Jeff Wilson, he's always a great late-year waiver wire pickup. I've picked him up the past two years for the playoffs, and two years ago I lost by two oh, points Jayden. to Jaden in the championship. And then this past season I was only in one playoffs, and I didn't win anyway. So, win. But, yeah, I'll go ahead and drop him with a B plus. All right, so – Let's move on to our last team that we got here, and that is the Seattle Seahawks. On the addition side, they bring in Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and Shelby Harris in the Russell Wilson trade. Um, obviously, look, it's looking like Drew Locke's going to start right now, and I love the Noah Fant, but we'll get an analysis a little later. Um, they bring in linebacker Uchenna Nuwosu. Uchenna and Wosu, yeah. Uchenna Wosu. I love him. Yeah. Um, yeah, former Charger. Two years, $19 million, headed to the Seahawks. Definitely need help on that defense. Uh, defensive tackle, Quentin Jefferson. Two years, $9.5 million, headed over from Vegas. And then they bring back Rashad Penny, which was kind of surprising, on a one-year, five, basically $6 million deal. Um, and then guard Austin Blythe, they bring him over from Kansas City on a one-year $4 million deal. And then on the departure side, as I mentioned earlier, the franchise guy, let Russ cook. Russell Wilson is headed out of town. Um, he's headed to Denver. In return, they got Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, uh, 2022 number nine pick, number 40 overall pick, and a fifth round pick, and then in 2023, a first round pick and a second round pick. Um, they say goodbye to DJ Reed, safety. He's headed to the Jets on a three-year, $33 million deal. Uh, Gerald Everett, tight end, headed to your Chargers on a two-year, $12 million deal. And then Bobby Wagner, they released him. He, him, no voice cracks. Um, but yeah, they released him. He has yet to uh, sign a contract anywhere, but kind of looking like a Ravens, honestly. And then Carlos Dunlap, 
they also released him as well, defensive end. So he's getting up to like 33-ish, I think, now. So, yeah, yeah definitely passes. Needed a prime. youth wave there. And I miss a little bit of the – I keep – I've got my windows It's so Artie small. Burns and Geno Smith. Yeah. They're kind of neat. Yeah, Artie Burns and Geno Smith. But, um, yeah. Okay. So, what uh, what grade do you want to give the Seattle Seahawks? I'm going to put it at B- for now, just because you don't know what those picks could turn into at 9 and 40. And maybe the first and second of the next two years, those are nice to have, but it's Russell Wilson you're losing. It's a lot of big-name losses, but they're obviously staring at the face of a rebuild. And they got some decent pieces to put in. No offense, Shelby Harris are pretty good. Uchenna and Wosu, I think, can be more productive than Dunlap. He's You kind of have to pair him with a good pass rusher for him to truly shine, but he has big moments, and they come at big times. I mean, look at the Chiefs game. He had four tackles for losses in that second game against them. And I think Rashad Penny might end up being one of the sneakiest pickups because, well, re-signings because Chris Carson can never stay healthy. He did have surgery on his herniated disc in his neck, but neck injuries, they can come back pretty easily. And that's, he's got other injuries. He always finds a way to end up on the IR somehow. It's nice to have the security blanket, especially with a guy like Penny who was a first round pick. You got to justify it at this point. Yeah, for sure. So what's uh what's your final grade? B minus. B minus. Sweet. <sighs> they had to blow it up. Yeah. And they got some decent picks out of it. The number nine picks probably about the best first rounder they could get, other than the complete well, none of the guys ahead of them except maybe the Falcons, but they wanted them out of the NFC for some reason. And so. then possibly the uh Eagles, but they wanted him out of there. NFC, like you said, um, they could have picked up. Yeah, but that wasn't the number nine pick. Yeah, they wanted. I guess they wanted a really high pick at first. Yeah, I love. Jaden was saying yesterday that the return was not enough. I think that's plenty, man. I mean, you got to stand. If they'd gone to the NFC, they might have been able to get three, but. Yeah, I mean, neither here nor there. He did suck last year. In case anybody forgot, um, last time we saw Russell Wilson play football, he wasn't good at it. So, I well, mean, I don't think he could grip the ball still at that point. Yeah, no, that's true. He came back entirely. He was healed from a six to eight week injury in four weeks. That doesn't happen. Where's that? Especially not on the where, hand. Where's that energy with uh, Baker Mayfield though? That's my question. Non throwing shoulder. Ah, uh, okay. That's fair. <laughs> that was what was holding me back was the non-throwing shoulder. Yeah. I mean, he, he was battered. I will admit that. But he still was – his QBR was nice, but he was underwhelming for what you gave him. Got you. Yeah. Injury expert, Mitchell McDonald in the house. Um, But for me, I like it a lot. I mean, you got – I feel like you got the most back possible for Russell Wilson. I love Noah Fant. I think he's one of the better tight ends in the league, possibly top five. Uh, Kittle, Kelsey, Pitts, Waller, Hawkinson. Uh, yeah, so maybe Andrews. six. Yeah, Andrews. Did you say Andrews? Yeah, Andrews. So top five or six, seven maybe, but one of the better tight ends. Not elite. Top ten. But we'll stay top ten for safety. Yeah, he's in good company. <laughs> but you get a standing quarterback. Drew Locke will be fine for a year. Um might as well tank this year and wait for uh, Bryce 
um, Bryce or CJ, you know, just wait and see. And then Shelby Harris, definitely underrated. I love the players they got back in this trade. It's surprising to see any players return for a trade nowadays. Steven core is pretty good. Fant, DK, and Lockett. They could make something happen with an average quarterback. I know. They tried. Probably not make the playoffs, but they could make something happen. Mm -hmm. And you needed to get rid of Bobby. I mean, he's moving on for greener pastures. Uh, Gerald Everett, I'm sorry. I'm not a fan. What are your thoughts? He's a hell of a lot better than Jared Cook. <laughs> True. <laughs> he can block. There you okay. Go. He doesn't have the worst hands in the league at tight end like Jared Cook. Uh, he bobbled everything or dropped everything. Him and Miko were on the same level there. Mm. I, I like him for what was available at the time. Got you. And it's only two years. Yeah. If you take a look at the if you take a look at this list, I mean they're clearly setting up for a rebuild, and I think they did the best possible job that they could do to set themselves up for starting a rebuild this offseason. So I'll go ahead and give them a uh, A minus. I like it. I like it. All right, man. Well, that does it for our uh, NFC pre or recap of the offseason. Uh, do we want to do rapid fire, dark horse, and overrated? My dark horse, I already said it was the Carolina Panthers, and my overrated, probably the most overrated one I could see, probably the Cowboys, because they got a few big names back, but they did lose some big names at the same time. Fair. It seems like it would even out, but I really don't think it's going to even out. I'm looking through it right now. Um, Jaden said he thinks Lockett ends up elsewhere. That's very likely. Probably. Yeah, that's very likely. Um, DK is talking a lot about how he wants to step up in the captain role and he's ready for the rebuild and all this different stuff. I mean, go DK. He's a good guy. Yeah. He is bold to be willing to stick through this. I know, 100%. (laughs) Um, at least like Larry Fitzgerald. At least Drew Locke isn't as fucking fake as uh, Russell Wilson is. I mean, he's actually oh, real God. G, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he puts on for his city, that's for sure. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, but I'll go for dark horse off season. I'll go the Lions. I really liked what they did. Um, and then overrated. I'll go ahead and go. Hmm, I want to make an educated decision here. You know what? I'll go ahead and say Bucks, just because I think you know everybody's a year older, including Tom Brady. So it's not like they're running a new coach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they didn't. They lost the NFC Championship last year. So yeah, I'll go ahead and can we? Even though I gave them A plus, I'll go ahead and give them overrated. <laughs> it's overrated. They got hundred. <laughs> I'm overrated. Can we agree on worst offseason was the Bears, though? 100%. A long list of departures and underwhelming additions. For sure. And then the worst overall offseason, Jacksonville? (laughs) For overpaying. I mean, they're better than what they were because they did sign some people, I guess. But good Lord, it's not setting up good for Lawrence in the future. Yeah. Jaden said Washington for overrated. Um, 
Honestly, I can't argue with that, man. I'm not even going <laughs> to. Too late. Too late. Yeah, I'll go ahead. and. That's actually a good one, honestly. I mean, I gave him a C-, a C minus for my personal grade. So, can't argue with that. All right, man. Well, that just about. How about our first run through, bro? Fuck yeah. It was smooth. No technical difficulties or anything. We did it, man. I know, man. It's going to be easy edits for me. I, got, I should be basically just putting this right out so all right for mitchell mcdonald and myself mr kane schwartz this is the end of the blitz pod uh we'll catch you next week um once by the time this episode comes out on podcast platforms you'll have the afc offseason recap pre-draft and the nfc offseason recap recap Pre-draft. Re-crap. <laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> I mean, the NFC was kind of crap compared to the AFC. Yeah, 100%. Still took us all of two hours, though. You know? <laughs> Gotta. Hey, we get, your, we get your money's worth out of these two hours. 100%. All right, man. For us, signing off. We'll catch you next.